The following episode contains discussion on suicide, self-harm, and other mental health topics. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Freelance Creative Exchange, a podcast for creative freelancers in Asia. My name is Raven, and I'm the producer for the show. Last year, we ran the first ever Asia Podcast Festival and Awards, a platform we created to recognize and honor the members of the Asia podcasting community. We are very excited to announce that the Asia Podcast Festival and Awards will be back this year. Follow Asia Podcast Festival on Instagram and Facebook or subscribe to our newsletter for more updates. In the meantime, please check out our new mini-series where we feature past winners from the Asia Podcast Awards. So we are now speaking to Jeff from uh, Baluk Kiki Project. So welcome, Jeff, to the show. Thank you very much. So, Hi, Raven. Hi, guys. Hi. We finally yeah. met. We didn't get to meet during the awards. <laughs> no, <though>. we didn't. <laughs> Great to finally meet yeah, you. Yeah, basically, uh, as you guys already knew, um, so the Baluk Kiki Project is the winner for the Best Podcast Host category in the Asia Podcast Awards 2021. And it's very well deserved because speaking to the judges, and we all agreed that it's a your podcast is very, very engaging. Both of you have really fantastic hosts. It feels like we're in a room listening to you guys, hanging out with you. Great job. Congratulations <laughs> you. once again. Thank you. Thank you. It was an honor. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're, we're humbled. I think the first question I really want to ask you is the name. Okay. I know that why you chose the name, but maybe you want to explain to your audience because I think it's a very interesting sure. name. Um, this might be a good tip for new podcasters as well, because there's about, I think, 3 million podcasts in the world. And a major problem for a new podcasts is that if you search your name in databases, podcast databases, that sometimes a lot of podcast names are very similar. So if you have a somewhat similar name with a more popular podcast, then your podcast will not show up on the search engine of that database. So we want it to be really, really unique. So first of all, we're Filipinos and we're part of the queer community. And our idea for the podcast is that we didn't want it to be to sound like a symposium. It, we wanted it to be the feel to be like the listeners will just be eavesdropping on a group of friends talking. So since we are queer, uh, everybody on the podcast on the Balut Kiki project is queer. So we thought that we would use the word Kiki which basically means um, in queer language, gossiping or just the chit chat among friends. And it's called a project because it's sort of like a trial. It's neither here nor there. Like we didn't know where we were going to go, how long we were going to last. And so that's a Kiki project. And since we were Filipino, um, if you ask any Filipino, what is more Filipino uh, than Balut. Balut is, I don't know if you have this in Singapore or in other Asian countries, but Balut is sort of like a delicacy uh, in the Philippines. If you search the 10 weirdest foods in the world, the Philippines will always represent with Balut. So Balut Raven is basically a duck embryo. It's a 21-year-old duck embryo. So you eat it. So anybody, if you're a foreigner, if you have Filipino friends, they will always, you cannot leave the Philippines without eating balut. So it's a duck embryo. It's really gross. It was featured on the show Fear Factor. So a lot of people are not able to eat it because it's gross. But they say that balut, number one, is very nutritious. 
So we hope that the kiki that we do, the the conversations that we have on the podcast are nutritious and they we, that we offer value to our listeners. It's not just gossiping. And they say that Balut is also an aphrodisiac. So we're also hoping that the conversations that we have are not just nutritious, but also stimulating. And they, they, they encourage people to think and have conversations, whether they agree with us or not. So that is the Balut Kiki Project. <laughs> what a fantastic name. That has so much meaning to it. And to be honest, I didn't dare to try Balut when I was in ah, Philippines. <laughs> I, I chickened out. <laughs> you should come back. But like... you know... I've never tried it as well, being Filipino, so <laughs> I don't blame you, girl. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, I had I had the balloon, but I just, at the last minute, I was like, I just can't. I don't blame you. <laughs> It'll be our little secret. <laughs> Mel eats it, my co-host. She loves balloon. <laughs> but yeah, not me. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many reasons why people start a podcast, right? Because some of them, it's a creative outlet. Some of them, you know, looking for ways to reach to a, a new audience. And some of them is because, like, you know, podcast is easy to do. So what are your reasons for starting one? We had no idea we were going to go into podcasting. So this is kind of a long story, but I'll, long story short, um, so Mel and I, I was diag- Mel and I have known each other. Mel is my co-host on the on the one of the co-hosts that I have on the project. So um, we've been friends since college, and we are like really joined at the hip. We were really really close friends, and we would check up on each other. You know, like the kind of friends who didn't see each other because I lived in another country and Mel was back in the Philippines, and we were the kind of friends who didn't really talk to each other very often, but we would check up on each other every now and then, maybe like four times a year, five times a year, six times a year. We were those kind of friends. So anyway, I was diagnosed with severe clinical depression, September of 2020. I quit nursing as a job. I retired from my job as a nurse altogether. And so I, one of those days in October, the next month, I said, like, I wonder how Mel is doing. So I just paid her a call. I I called Mel and asked her how she was doing. And long story short, Raven, that conversation lasted for about two hours. And long story short, I told Mel about my condition that I was uh, diagnosed with severe clinical depression and PTSD. And truth to tell, I also... Uh, had suicidal ideation. I attempted to commit suicide to end my life. Um, trigger warning um, for everybody. Um, yeah. So I, but I survived and um, I lived to tell the tale. So I, that conversation, I told Mel what happened to me. So I was crying, and then I didn't know. And Mel was Mel and I were really close. I didn't know. Mel didn't tell me that she also had been diagnosed with severe clinical depression. And at the same time, September of 2020, she had also attempted to to take her life, her own life. So I didn't know that. And Mel means the world to me. She was like a a, a sister to me, and I would take a bullet for for that girl. So it really broke my heart. And to, to hear that she would have gone through that and she that I didn't even know that she didn't even even tell me. So anyway, that was a two-hour conversation. Tears were shed and Mel sent me a picture of herself crying. <laughs> I don't know where she was. I think she took my call somewhere at work and she sent me a picture crying and I was compelled to send her back a picture of myself doing an ugly, ugly cry with snot dangling down my nose. And I don't know, Raven, that 
conversation, the two-hour conversation that started with tears just turned into laughter. And at the end of that two-hour conversation, we just felt like a weight had been lifted because you were able to find another person who shared your same experiences. And just to be able to talk to somebody about what you've gone through sort of like lifts a heavy weight, a burden that you've been carrying all that time. And we just wondered like how many people are in our shoes and feel the same way that we do? Because um, I'm sure there are a lot of Filipinos in Singapore and Filipinos will tell you that mental health is not something that we talk about freely in the Philippines. There's a huge stigma with in terms of mental health. If you have a mental health, if anybody in your family, God forbid, had a mental illness, you were stigmatized. Like your neighbors will gossip about you and it was something that was kept as a secret. And I didn't want to be kept as a secret. I didn't want my family to be ashamed of me because that would just stigmatize me as well. And that would just force me to go back into my own, you know, my own little world and not never go out anymore. So those, so we, Mel and I just thought that maybe we should do a podcast. It was the first thing that we thought, but then we we found out that wait doing a podcast is really really difficult why don't we just go to youtube because in youtube all you do is just shoot and upload i mean you don't have to pay for a host or anything like that you don't have to have a fancy mic just shoot and upload and you can do that but i think having severe clinical depression we are introverts we are really shy and we didn't really want the notoriety and the fame or whatever you call it like that youtube uh, the possibility that YouTube presented. So we say, well, maybe we should just do a podcast where people can <laughs> who don't see our faces and just hear our voices. And truth to tell, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people do podcasts for different reasons. And there are some people who do podcasts for clout, you know, like po- clout chasers or, or for fame and fortune. But we really felt that we wanted to represent for the advocacies. First of all, Uh, The WHO, the World Health Organization, identifies the LGBT community, the queer community, as a vulnerable group when it comes to mental health. Queer people are eight times more liable to attempt to hurt themselves because of just, you know, the stigma that society uh, uh, bears down on them. Uh, The Philippines is the largest Christian country in the Far East, so you have religion there. So... We just wanted to represent for for queer Filipinos who who might be going through mental health issues because it it is almost a default if you're part of the LGBT that you're vulnerable for to mental health and so we tried to identify so why do we want to do this podcast um, so it ended up with three advocacies so our first advocacy is for mental health. Because who better to speak about mental health than two people who are clinical, clinically depressed and who have gone through suicidal ideation? And who better to talk about uh, the LGBT community than two people who belong to the LGBT community? And so that's our second advocacy. Our third advocacy is we wanted to normalize conversations that are difficult for Filipinos. And I think Asians as well. Um, I think you share this. So it's very difficult to talk about mental health. It's very difficult to talk about sex and human sexuality because that is at the root of being queer. I mean, looking at me and listening to me right now, I'm just like everybody else. The only thing that's different is that 
I'm same sex attracted. We're all the same if the lights are out. You know, if 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 nobody talks, the 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 only thing that uh, that separates me from everybody else is that I'm same sex attracted. So it has to do with sexuality. So mental health, human sexuality, and non traditional gender identities and relationships. So those are our three advocates. And of course, it will be difficult, Raven, to talk about mental health episode after episode. Even us will find it very difficult. It's too heavy. It's difficult to just talk about sex uh, every single time. So every now and then, we try to talk about our queer interests. So Filipinos are crazy about beauty contests, for instance. So we try to put in like, you know, queer interest or RuPaul's Drag Race. Sometimes we talk about that. We invite. So just different stories. And there's a lot of LGBT podcasts right now. And that's all fine. And you have a lot of LGBT podcasts that talk about uh, movies or talk about, um, you know, dating, the dating scene uh, in the queer community. And that's all fine because the more queer voices there are, the better, I think. That's good. That's queer representation. We just happen to talk about the difficult conversations that nobody wants to talk about. So that's us. (laughs) It's a long story short. (laughs) Thanks for sharing all that. And I'm so glad that you're in a better uh, mental space right now. And I'm, I like the fact that you guys did not shy away from really difficult conversations. Like one of the episodes I listened was the, the episode recently on self-harm. Mm, mm. And it was very, very moving because I, I know that Mel was in tears. And it, it's, it, it became it's a very authentic sharing and discussion. And, you know, we're talking through our issues and the challenges, which... And and I felt very moved in the episode. One of the things that we also wanted to do is that we wanted to beg, steal, and borrow for our listeners because uh, a psychiatric consultation costs about 3,000 pesos on average. And 3,000 pesos, Philippine pesos, will buy you one sack of rice. So if you had a mental health illness and you are barely, you come from a family where, you know, you're barely making ends meet. Do I send my son to a psychiatrist or do I buy one sack of rice? So I would buy one sack of rice because that will last a family of four, three weeks. You know what I mean? So I would not send my son who has a mental health illness to the psychiatrist. He will have to wait when we have money. So what we're trying to do on the podcast is we're trying to look for psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, therapists, so that Filipinos who would bother to listen to us, would get free uh, education and free counseling and free advice. So beg, steal, and borrow for our listeners. That's basically <laughs> what we do. And we usually, we're lo- yeah. we've been lucky enough to get the best, the best in the field, the best in the world. And more than half of the people who have come to our show have applied to come to our show. We've been very, very lucky. We didn't have, they've reached out to come to our show. I don't know how that happened. Don't ask me. But we're not, yeah, we're not against it. <laughs> we don't want to jinx it. Yeah, so we've, we've been very lucky. Yeah, because when I was looking at your podcast, you have a very impressive list of oh. guests. <laughs> I know, right? And I like that you also mix like really heavy topics about mental health and sex also with like lighter, fun topics. So it's like a really good mix as well. And unfortunately, I, I don't know Tagalog. I think there are some of the lighter episodes I won't be able to listen to. <laughs> For the interviews, there are many conducted in English and there's like so much takeaways from it as well. And I like the way, like how you structure the interview So with the experts. So it's not so just about like, you know, Q&A, but you guys are actually, you know, presenting 
scenarios. Almost like, almost like a therapy session. It like. is <laughs> actually for <laughs> us because it's we're not doing. We can say that you know we're doing this podcast for our listeners. Yes, that's true. Partly true, Raven, but. Truth to tell, we're largely doing it for ourselves because it's distraction. It keeps us away from harmful thoughts. I don't know if um, if anybody's listening who's ever had um, ever gone through depression or anxiety. Your greatest enemy is yourself. When you're alone, you have these intrusive thoughts that tell you bad things, that tell you that you're not good enough, that tell you that you're a failure. So actually, doing the podcast is actually a distraction, a happy distraction. Um, sometimes we ask ourselves, did we bite off more than we could chew? Because sometimes it's a source of stress as well. <laughs> a source of disappointment if guests don't show up, you know, things like that. If sometimes your co-hosts are not available and they start to act like divas, you know. Because <laughs> everybody's queer. Everybody's a diva on the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was really uh <laughs> Everyone has divas. Everybody's like, a diva. As a producer, it's like it sounds like a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Like, and now I mean, the first because I'm a producer, so the first thought of divas is like, oh stay no, stay away from me, right? And now the difficult thing is that, believe it or not, we now work the hosts of the podcast somewhere in the Philippines. I'm down under. Mel is in Europe. Maury is in New York. So that's four time zones okay. right there. And sometimes we have a wow. guest from California. So that's five five time zones. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> and I usually do the scheduling. I'm the podcast bitch. Oh no. Sorry, I said a bad <laughs> word. But I'm I'm the podcast biatch. <laughs> so how do you produce an like an episode? Like how do you get the people together? How do you record and how do you edit? Because I think a lot of uh, podcasters would like to know what are your what is your workflow generally? Especially you guys have five, four to five time zones. How do you like manage that? Do you have like a calendar or Google oh, calendar I can't or even, something? I am technologically challenged. I, prior to this podcast, I've never been on Instagram. Prior to this podcast, wow. yes, I've never been on Twitter. <laughs> So I had to learn that. (laughs) So I tried Calendly Girl. I could not do it. I I tried. But anyway, so the first thing that we do is we try to figure out, because sometimes we have like, sometimes there are guests that are really popular that we can get for like, oh, this, this is a, there's a Filipina actress that we can, we can invite. Or like when, when the war in Ukraine broke out, I was wondering that I know somebody in Russia Maybe we can invite that person to talk about um, what's happening in Russia. But then again, we wondered like, wait, we're not CNN. We're not Al Jazeera. So how will interviewing somebody in Russia fit into mental health? Or And then people are saying, well, that's that's still mental health. But, you know, unless it's a queer person, you know, you know what I mean? So there's things that sometimes if it does not fit into what your podcast is about, even if it's even if, you know, it's going to be a popular uh, episode we try not to do it so that's the first thing that we do what episode is this going to be and we try to like you said um thank you for noticing we try to space our episodes you can't do a mental health podcast every single time because it will just be too depressing and doing a mental health episode is depressing like mel was crying her bawling her eyes out during she can't do another mental health episode the next week we just had uh the a director of 
the film 1946, which is which talked about the Bible. And this afternoon, I interviewed somebody, uh, an expert who talked about religious trauma. And I told Melanie that we can't have two uh, religion episodes one after the other. We have to break it. And so also for our own mental health, we try to space the episodes, um, have one light episode uh, sandwiched in between two heavy episodes. You know what I mean? So that's what we do. So first that we do is we try to think about what the episode is going to be about. Is it going to be mental health, sexuality, human sexuality? Is it going to be a queer story? Is it going to be a beauty contest? Is it going to be about a TV show, something really, really light? So that's the first thing that we, we do. And then as main producer, what I do is who would fit into, which host would fit into this particular genre or this particular topic like if we are going to talk about rupaul's drag race i wouldn't put mel there i would ask mel's permission that she doesn't know squat about drag drag queens because she's a lesbian (laughs) so i just yeah so i try to figure out who would be a good fit for this particular podcast which personality would be a good fit for this particular episode and then i try to schedule um, who's available. A lot of us are working as well. So we have to fit in to the schedule. Sometimes Mel uh, now is going to school. Sometimes I uh, ask her to come to, um, it is now, we had an interview earlier. It was one o'clock in the morning. I made her wake up at one wow. o'clock in the morning um, oh, no. because she, yeah, she just happened to be um, in the UK. So, so scheduling as well. When push comes to shove, Raven, it's just me <laughs> being the podcast biatch that I am. So sometimes it's just me on the podcast. Um, I've been asking them, like, um, could there be an episode where I could just take the back seat? I'll be a producer, but everybody's become clingy and you know stuff like that. And then um, I we we edit. I edit. Uh, do post prod and. Yeah, and then you do artwork, and then you do a teaser. Yeah, and then you release it. I'm still getting the hang of everything. We're, I think, 10 months, 11 months. Our podcast is 11 months old. And I still don't know what I'm doing. What we do know, what we we do know how to talk. We like to talk. So that, once the mic is on, it's done. But post-prod... We have no idea how to promote. That's one of the most difficult things for me, actually, um, because we don't know how to keep people engaged. Like, if 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 somebody retweets, do I like it? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like on Twitter, am I supposed to retweet everybody's tweet as well? So yeah, promotion is the most difficult for me. Thanks for sharing about your experience. So maybe. Can I find out from you that what platform do you record on? Uh, do you record on Skype? We record or? on Zoom. We used to record on this particular platform that we're using right now. Um, okay. But we had problems with it. And so um, we now record on Zoom. And yeah, it, it's it's okay. I mean, we're not we're not Joe Rogan. We're not Mark Macron or anything. You know what I mean? So a lot of people have commented that um, our audio may not be the best but it's okay and we're happy with that <laughs> um we produce using our own money we pay for our podcast host so it's a paid uh, hosting platform that we use as well um we pay for zoom as well 
we pay for uh, the an app to do our artwork. Um, so stuff like that. So, yeah, but it's like you said, it's a passion project. And for as long as we can afford it, we'll probably keep on doing it. But yeah, <laughs> if it gets too expensive, we'll see. For someone who claims that they do not know what they are doing in post, I thought you guys did a really good job. Like your editing has improved from their first few episodes. Like I can hear the difference now because it doesn't sound like you don't know what you're doing. It sounds pretty much like you know what you got. You guys know what you're doing. How, in terms of how you produce, in terms of how you edit, in how you, in terms of how you structure the narrative. So I thought it was really well, and you have, and I think you guys have improved a lot. Like in eleven months. That means a lot coming from you because I know you know what you're doing (laughs) and you're a producer. (laughs) So having started the podcast, right? So do you think that it has made a difference for yourself and the Filipino community? How is like the general reception to your podcast? Um, Yeah, the letters, the emails that we get. I'm getting goosebumps while talking about it. Like, thank you for listening to your episode. Like for instance, the self-harming episode. I listened to that. My daughter was doing it. Um, You offered a lot of of value and insight. Um, Now I have an idea on what to do. If you get letters like that, it sort of like pushes you to, because sometimes you wonder when you're doing a podcast, the, the thing with podcasts, it's not like performing on stage. I don't know if you agree with this, but when you perform on stage after your number, you know whether the audience enjoyed your show, whether the audience liked your singing. You can look at their faces. Are they frowning? Are they smiling? You get an applause or lukewarm applause after your performance. The problem with the podcast is that after you've recorded an episode and you've released it, you don't know, did they like it? Did they not like it? Until And people don't actually listen to your latest episode immediately. Sometimes people start with your pilot episode or your first episode. Sometimes people find you on your 13th episode or your 35th episode. You know what I mean? So what you put out just now, you may not get feedback about that episode in like weeks. So you don't really know. And sometimes it makes you feel bad because you don't really know. And then just when you least expect it, you get letters like that. Like, And then you get questions. We get a lot of questions about sex because... The problem is that there is no sex education. And like, we always have like a, a, a disclaimer at the beginning, like, you know, this is for mature audiences only, and um, we are not professionals, and uh, our opinions are our opinions, and you should go to a doctor if you have any problems, things like that. But people still write to you and ask you like um, problems about their boyfriend and, you know, should I let him do this to me? (laughs) So yeah, if you get letters like that, emails like that, feedback like that, it's sort of like, it tells you that you're doing something right. We're not at the top of the charts. um, And we understand that because I think we're an acquired taste you know what I mean? We we had very early on, Raven, um, we got a scathing letter from a teacher, a Filipino teacher, a mother. She was really, really mad because we used the word Kiki in our name. So I just explained to you that Kiki just means gossiping in a chit chat. But 
But in the local vernacular, in the Filipino language, in Tagalog, Kiki is a pet name for the female genitalia. So she, she said that you shouldn't really be using that because it's the female genitalia. Like, that is not what we meant. So we had to, like, tell her, like, you know, just like beauty, malice is in the eye of the beholder. So it says more about you than it does about us because that was not our intention to like name our name our podcast after uh, uh, the female genitalia no because I'm gay I wouldn't <laughs> let that happen <laughs> you have to be fair right yeah but yeah so yeah. so you get things like that now just kidding no but, but, but yeah. we love we love actually we love that we don't really pay too much attention on the positive feedback. I read that somewhere that pay attention to the negative feedback. So what we did after we received that letter, we came out with a sex series. We pushed like petty energy, you know, like you don't want us to talk about sex. We are going to talk about sex. So because it's just says a lot about the culture and we just want to normalize these conversations. And we're not just... Our conversations are not gratuitous. It's not just like sex talk for the sake of sex talk. We always like to, like, we always, when we try to brainstorm on an episode, what is the takeaway? Okay, we talk about, we talk about oral sex, but what is the takeaway? The takeaway should be um, consent. The takeaway should be communication. The takeaway should be empowerment, like, you know, or watch out for STIs, uh, educate yourself. Because with sex education, we learn about it. It's not taught in schools. We learn about it from our friends who do not know any better because people are afraid to ask their parents because their parents' sex has been demonized and their parents don't know any better because the parents weren't taught as well. So you're passing on a a, a very defective culture. So it has to stop. It has to stop. Yeah. You have a very engaged audience who reach out to you, but what if you can't answer their their questions because your audience asks you really difficult questions which are not qualified to answer how do you deal with that we try to find somebody who can answer so we've been putting off doing a dear bessie bessie is like a best friend so we call each other on the podcast bessie so we we are we've been planning this for the longest time a dear bessie episode where we'll try to answer uh, most of their questions in um like several series and a series of episodes yeah so we'll try to answer simple questions but we know when it's dangerous because i'm a nurse by profession i see a lot of like mental health support groups on Facebook where people, just because of lack of education and lack of a support system and just because of the healthcare system that people are just advising each other, like, you know, what medication should I take? And sometimes you're just saying like, you shouldn't really be advising people on what medication to take because you're not a psychiatrist. And even if you have the same diagnoses, you are different from that person. So that that medication can have a different effect on you than the person next to you. So I'm aware of that. And so we're very, very careful to not give out um, advice that we know might be harmful. So what we do is like we will invite experts on uh, on the podcast like for instance just this afternoon i wanted to discuss like i've been catholic all my life and just last year i um 
turned atheist. <laughs> I think it's just because okay. I don't know if it's permanent, but I, I think it's just my, my clinical depression. So Mel and I can talk about this amongst ourselves, but I wanted to invite somebody who has a master's in divinity, who was a pastor, who went through religious trauma. So he can talk about what he went through. So things like that, you know, because we did not come on the podcast as experts. We are not like a doctor who wants to teach about sexual edu- uh, sex education. We're just regular people who happen to have bought a mic and have a laptop and an internet connection. Everybody's a star now, Raven, right? Anybody can be a podcaster now. So that's just what we did. And we we realized that. We know our limitations. So yeah. So we're very, very careful because we know that people listen. Um, it doesn't matter if three people listen, but we know that those three people rely on us to to be reliable, to give out reliable information. So we're very, very careful. Yeah. Although I know you said that it's a passion project, but passion still costs money as well, especially when it comes to podcasting. So I'm probably going to ask the question that everybody is also asking me as well. Do you guys manage to monetize or no. find a way to support? No. So we're on Buzzsprout and Buzzsprout has um, pod, Podcorn, is it? So it's like a way for you to monetize. So we've applied there and um, we didn't get any replies. And we understand why, because, you know, I think it's because... People are also afraid. Like if you have like, like what, what type of uh, products are you willing to advertise on a podcast that talks about suicide and a podcast that talks about uh, masturbation, you know? So that's a very, very small niche. So, and we get that, that our podcast is not for everybody. So yeah, but um. We enjoy it. To be honest with you, Raven, we don't really know how long we're going to do this. Um, A lot of people ask me, um, I was invited to speak to a high school class about podcasting in North Africa, believe it or not. And the high school students there ask me, like, what is the most difficult thing about making a podcast? There's a lot of difficult things, and you know this, but I think the most difficult thing is keeping the passion alive because some some days you're just like why the f am i being am i even doing this <laughs> you know and sometimes you look at the numbers and they're the numbers the downloads are not really the downloads that you're expecting there's some episodes that i thought would be really popular that didn't turn out to be popular and then there was this episode that i thought would really bomb and whoo it's getting a lot of downloads but we're happy with our downloads at the moment, you know, and yeah, so it's the passion that's really difficult because if the passion is not there, I think it will show in the in the product. So I think that if you notice that it's improved, it's because I think the award that you gave us, <laughs> I'm like, when when we received the award, we were like, <laughs> I was about to have a heart attack. I thought I was going to have a baby and I'm gay. I don't even have a uterus. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I think I'm in labor <laughs> because we did what? And now we know that we have a bigger responsibility because now we have to measure up to the name of Asia Podcast Festival, you know, because you guys gave us the award. And there's a lot of really good podcasts that were there that were nominated that we beat out. And 
I listened to I listened to Lagim podcast that was nominated that um another uh, Filipino podcast the uh, yes. audio horror genre. I listened to her to Christine, and I was like, "Oh, child, we beat Christine," and I was like, "We're not worthy." So I'm like, I spoke to Mel about this, and I'm getting goosebumps while I'm saying this that I we may have bitten off more than we could chew. Because <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? Um, now we have this responsibility that we didn't even ask for. You know what I mean? But yeah, so now people are listening. I mean, I'm like, got real. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. <laughs> On hindsight, do you think you have done anything different when it comes to launching oh, yes, definitely. your podcast? <laughs> I would have bought a better mic. <laughs> What are you using right now? It's actually not too bad. I'm using a uh, uh, Samsung QU2, which is a fairly yeah, uh, yeah a fairly yeah. Uh, a cheap mic, but it's really really good. Um, yeah, Melanie's it, using an you sound good. Melanie's yeah. using an Audio Technica, so yay Audio Technica. Okay, <laughs> um, okay, and I guess because right now we're clear on our niche, like we're clear on an advocacies like mental health, health, uh, uh, human sexuality and sex, non-gender identities and relationships. We didn't know that at the beginning, truth to tell, when we were starting out. Our byline was, we talk about everything, anything and nothing. And I realized that a lot of people say that and that's like neither here yes, nor there. They... And that's not a good way to go. So you really have to, your niche should be laser it should be pinpoint like it should be really really small if you're going to talk about harry potter films that's a very good niche because that's very specific and you're catering to harry potter fans you know what i mean so if you're catering to mental health or difficult uh, conversations within filipino culture i think it's a good niche it may change i don't know raven but that's something that uh, that's something that i would have done differently focus on good equipment or cuz i bought i i tried to buy stuff from amazon from unknown brands because i thought they were really really good um and then they turned out to be crap so i would have one thing i would change i would have invested in a decent mic first of all do your research and i would focus on a really really good niche and one thing that i would also, a very important uh, advice would be one thing that I would have done differently is manage my expectations, because when you're new to the podcasting world and you're going to release your first few episodes, you're thinking that everybody's going to drop anything that they're doing and they're just going to tune into your podcast en masse and listen to you. And then two months have passed and nobody's listening and your downloads, You've after two months, you had 28 downloads and like, what what was I doing wrong? I thought I was just keep on trying, keep on trying, like focus on what you're doing, focus on giving value to your listeners, identify who's listening, focus on the 28 listeners that you have, reach out to them. What did they like about your podcast? What did they, what did they not like? And then build on that because the 28 people that actually listened to you took time out from their daily days. That person listened to your podcast while she was cooking. She risked burning her dinner to be able to listen to you. <laughs> She's one of the 28. Focus on one of, yeah. And then the 28 will be 280 and the 280 will be 2,800. Yeah. And yeah. And you'll be surprised. And if you're not getting the downloads, find out what you're doing wrong. Don't be afraid to change. Yeah. And also be humble. 
know that you can make mistakes and don't be afraid to change. Don't stick it out because, you know, this is what I believe in. And if the numbers are not coming in, don't stick to change it up, dude. You know what I mean? Like you're obviously doing something wrong. So change it up. And then when the start numbers, like you're right, numbers don't lie. They, they, they're very reflective of, of what you're doing. And so apparently our numbers, what, what our, and find out who's listening to you. Apparently we were surprised that half of our listeners don't come from the Philippines. Oh, half okay. of our listeners are outside the Philippines. So what countries are they from? Ooh, a lot of them are from the U.S. But then again, oh, Raven, Filipinos are mm. everywhere. True. <laughs> I lived in Libya, godforsaken Libya, war-torn Libya. And I thought I, when I went there, I thought I was go, going to be the only Filipino there. There was a lot of Filipinos in Libya. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Filipinos are everywhere. So, yeah, I don't know if it's Filipinos, um, a lot of Filipino-Americans, a lot of people, which is now we've tried our our past three episodes we now put in the language that we use because apparently there's non-filipinos who listen to our podcast as well so they want to be able to know can i listen to this episode i want to know what language you've spoken on this episode so it feels like um podcasting is not just like about creating content but it's also a journey for you guys do you think you have grown throughout the past year since you create the podcast from the space you were in at the beginning till now do you do you see like a change or is it more like more of the same. I'm not going to be a Melanie right now and I'm not going to cry, <laughs> but this is a very emotional question. I am talking to you today because of podcasting. Podcasting has kept me alive. Podcasting has kept me away from the dangerous voices in my head. It has cost me a lot of stress sometimes. <laughs> I want to kill myself. I'm just kidding, but because of what I'm doing on podcasting, but yeah, but it has kept me alive. It has given me purpose. I've met people I never thought I would meet. I've spoken to a Hollywood actress. I've spoken to lawyers, psychiatrists, nurses. I've spoken to a porn star. I've spoken to uh, authors. I've, I've spoken to, to drag queens. I've spoken to a screenwriter, a Filipino screenwriter, movie writer I've always admired. I've spoken to a director of a Hollywood film. I've met people that I didn't never thought that I would meet in a million years. And podcasting has allowed that. Have I changed hell? Yes. I've learned a lot of things about podcast uh, through podcasting. I've learned a lot of things about podcasting. The the guests that we've had on, I've sort of like walked in their shoes for the 60 minutes that they've been on the podcast, that I've interviewed them. I've walked into their lives, so to speak, by talking to them, uh, asking them about their jobs, asking them about their dreams, asking them about their childhood. And it sort of, as a person who is queer and who has a mental health illness, podcasting has given me perspective that everybody is walking their own journey. Because having depression, I feel like, woe is me, woe is me. Sometimes your anger is turned inward and you blame yourself and like you're worthless and you're nothing. It's your fault. Um, you know, it gives you low self-esteem. And having spoken to all of these other people that I've spoken to in the podcast, they've been through 
S H I T that I haven't, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You know what I mean? So it just gave me a different perspective that everybody is on their own journey and everybody has a cross to carry. And sometimes you're luckier than other people. Sometimes other people are luckier than you. So it's given me a perspective. And I would say that I'm alive today because of podcasting. Podcasting has given me something to look forward to. Like, I'm not going to hurt myself because I have a very exciting episode to release next week and I have a very exciting guest to talk to next week. So, yeah, um, it's stuff like that. And I, I do believe that we're making a difference. I have people on Twitter that I've never known from Adam um, tweeting like, there's this really good Filipino podcast and I'm really thankful that they're starting to talk about, they're starting to normalize sex and they're starting to normalize mental health conversations. That that means a lot that you're you're touching, you know, touching people that you don't know for a from a bar of soap. So podcasting is powerful, man. It's a very powerful medium. And three million podcasts, when we joined when we first started podcasting, it was 2.5. Now it's 2.8. Now there's 3 million. So everybody can be a star. Everybody is a critic. Everybody is a fame whore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And that's all good. For as long as we're having these conversations, that's all good. The more, the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for sharing your experiences and your insights. I feel like I learned that from, from you guys too. And I like the fact that you guys are so authentic. And so I think it's really courageous to put yourself out there, you know, and speak about very difficult topic. It takes a certain courage to, to do that, to be able to speak for yourself, to speak for your community, to do advocacy as well. And I think you guys are came a long way and i'm really proud of you guys thank you yeah thank you we hope to uh, get you back on another episode soon or maybe see you back at the next asia podcast festival anytime <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it too thank you very much thanks for reaching out to us we appreciate everything thank that you've you. done for us thank you before you leave do you want to share your social media <laughs> as well sure we are how, how do people look for your show we are yeah. the balut kiki project balut Kiki Project, so uh, B-A-L-U-T-K-I-K-I, uh, Balut Kiki Project, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we have a website. It's www.balutkiki.com. So everything is there. We have resources there uh, for mental health. Um, if you're Filipino, if you're going through something, there's number, numbers there that you can call um, if you want to ask for help. And more importantly than listening to us, if you're Filipino or even if you're not Filipino, if you're going through something, I just want to reach out to you. It's okay to ask for help. There is nothing wrong. You are not alone. You are not alone. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. So... Just hang in there and yeah, talk to somebody. Talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for normalizing that. And that's all for this episode. Join us again next week. Follow us on our Instagram and Facebook. Listen to Freelance Creative Exchange on Spotify, YouTube or wherever platforms you listen to podcasts on. 